Here we go! Hey there, my name's Bubba. My name's Anna. And you are tuned into Church Nerds, an LTN radio morning show and a syndicated part of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. This is our kickoff show for season two. So Season two. Season what, what? two. We have seasons now. Well, Ooh. I'm in charge of the podcast network. Uh-huh. And so we're putting a little bit of structure into the hot mess structure. madness that is just, hey, you like listening oh. to podcasts? Boom, boom, boom. So we've got a schedule. We've got seasons. Um, we've got breakdowns. We've Is got this a- like when I organize my desk and it's really good for like a week and a half and then it just like. <laughs> Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Okay. I need this to work. I really do. So we, we have it planned out that the schedule is going to be like the season schedule mm-hmm. is going to be from February through uh, May. Okay. Yeah, you told me it's like February through May. Yeah, sixteen episodes, weekly episodes. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, or eighteen, you know, biweekly or twice a month, bimonthly. What's the one that's twice? Nobody knows. It goes back and forth. Some people say that, and if you're a if you're like an English grammar person, if you speak words good, please clear this up for me because it's like if which is biweekly. Does that mean every other week? Or does it mean or does it mean twice a week? Because like, or if you say a semi-annual something or other, in my mind, I'm like, that means it I, happens some years and some years it doesn't happen. But, I know. Um, Semis usually have 18 wheels. But but some some comp- some places that have like semi-annual sales, it's a multi-times a Ma- year sale. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, what? I can't. Whatever. Nobody knows. Anyway, continue. But here's, here's what I mean by it. Okay. 16 episodes <laughs> in the season. And then what we're going to do is we're going to take season breaks. So we'll have two months between uh, July, no, June and July. Mm-hmm. Those are going to be, that's our summer break. So summer. there's not going to be church nerds during that time frame. And then also. Because we're going to be living it up on a beach somewhere. You know we are. Well, I got. <laughs> I have talked to you about that because we actually might be oh, living up on okay. the beach. Okay, um, we um, haven't talked. Yeah, more. This on that is later. the first time we've sat down and talked in a while. Hey, come on now. Yeah, not in front of my friends. <laughs> um, but we're going to take the summer break. So during that two month stint, what we're going to do is we're going to have other content. May not be church nerds related. It may we're already talking about different podcasts yeah. and video Your shows. Friend, hear and some stuff. other voices for yes, once because absolutely. you might like them. We know you love us, but you might have it. room in your heart for some other uh, podcast hosts. Of kinda, other podcasts. Now I kind of hate it when you say it out loud. Oh, whoops. yeah, because I just want to just love us, please. <laughs> um, it's like Michael Scott, you know. Do I do in I which way? do I want to be needed? Do I need to be needed? <laughs> Um, so, but we're going to have content for you guys there, specific content. And we're actually going to use that as a testing ground that maybe during those eight weeks, because it'll be weekly during those eight weeks, some of that stuff might find its way onto the main seasons. Mm -hmm. So we'll start back Mm -hmm. in the fall and then we'll break for December, January as well. That's why, Hey, welcome February church nerds is back. This is part of our new annual schedule, um, single annual Every annual, all of the annuals. Okay. 
many annuals annuals when you're talking flowers means they die every year and you have to plant them over and over again <sighs> anyway uh, that took a dark turn didn't tell it? me yeah. about yourself oh yes so introduce yourself for those of you that are listening for the first time this is going to be new. And for those of you that are longtime listeners, this is a little refresher Hello. on Welcome who we back. are. Because the point of a podcast, inadvertently and also advertently, sometimes subvertively. You um, just are using. I got words. I got words. Uh, the underlying tones of a podcast is for you, the listener, to become familiar with the hosts, to feel like you know us. Um, there was for Free Play, which is another podcast that we do on the LTM Podcast Network. There was an, an image that Kate made that was what it feels like to listen to a podcast. Uh-huh. And it's a little boy. I say a little boy. He's probably like 10 or 13 years old sitting next to um, a, a like a poster that has three other people on it. And he's like sitting there with a bowl of ice cream, like laughing as they're laughing in the picture. <laughs> and so we know we know what podcasts feel like. It's and we want true. you to feel with church nerds. The same way. I like to say, like, there are certain podcasts I love. I'm a people watcher. And when we go to um, baseball games and football games and stuff, Bubba and I go for completely different reasons. He goes to watch the actual sport. And I go just to, like, stare at people around me. And You You guys remember going to things from before? (laughs) And I told Bubba one of my favorite things about the Free Play podcast, um, well, even before it was the Free Play podcast, but with the Mm -hmm. same hosts, was... um, I just feel like I'm people watching. Yes. Um, and that just Because makes when me you feel listen happy. to that podcast specifically, <laughs> just go, you need to listen to it. You can watch it live on twitch.tv slash love thy nerd each and every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. We'll plug that again later, I'm sure. But we it literally, it literally is Matt, Kate, and myself sitting down and having a conversation. Like if you were to watch us at any other point, it's mm-hmm. basically the same thing. Basically the same thing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. A little more scripted and structured, but for all intents and purposes, that's why that podcast works. So about me, uh-huh. a little bit about me, uh, I am a full-time nerd culture missionary who until October of 2020, you guys remember COVID? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, 2020. Because it's now, COVID is that now. That which shall not be named. Yeah, it's the Voldemort of it years, is. it really is. Uh, until October of 2020, I had spent 12 years as a twelve uh, as a church staff member in like various positions. I had been doing discipleship stuff, I'd been doing youth ministry stuff, I'd been doing tech ministry stuff, worship ministry, almost everything outside of being a senior pastor I had done on a church staff. But don't let the 2020 date fool you guys because I've really been doing nerd culture missions for about eight years now. And here's a little Jeopardy fact about me, okay? You can file this one away. I recently started playing Fortnite with my older brother and one of my nieces who's college-aged, and I don't hate it. Controversial. I have caught the flack, and you know what? I don't care. You never have cared I don't about care. stuff like that. Yeah. Well, what about I, you? I am Anna, and lately I have been busy making some things. Um, namely, one thing, a baby. made um i'm a new mom well i'm not really a new mom because what's it feel like to be a mom now (laughs) i mean i have been a mom but i'm a mom to a new human i loved every time we were about to have a baby Uh that i would tell people i'm gonna be a dad (laughs) what is wow it's crazy wow just to watch their expression yeah 
Yeah. It 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 has happened. Wow, I was like skipping there like a, a CD player in the nineties. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we have it. It's right there. It it's behind yes, you. Don't yes, look, look, it, look behind you. And it is a he. Him's a PJ. His name is PJ. Little well, Peter his name John. is Peter John, but we call him PJ. I don't know that I'll ever, when he's in trouble, I've that's why we picked no, that name. I've been practicing saying the whole thing really? sometimes, but it's never probably going to just be like Peter because I was like, I saw it written out on a doctor thing and it said, Peter J. Stallcup. And, you <laughs> and said, I was like, gross. <laughs> it's I said, PJ. it looked, that looks like an old man's name yeah. or like a, you said it looked like a law office name or yeah. something. Like the he's going to be a lawyer. He sounds like he's going to go to an Ivy League school, although I don't know how that's going to happen when we're his parents. He, but yeah, it's not <laughs> so. looking good for him on any account, really. <laughs> if one of our kids goes to an Ivy League school, I will be utterly shocked. That's just not our, not yeah. our, um, our our brand or our they, yeah we may never get invited vibe. to the parents day at <laughs> the Ivy League school anyway um so he's awesome he's PJ cute, is man. awesome he is cute and he he does all the baby things um, he does he hates getting his diaper changed he hates it that's his least favorite thing in the, the world, world. <laughs> yeah he hates it so much and screams bloody murder but that's really pretty much the only time he screams bloody murder yeah I mean I've been yeah. telling people he's basically a quiet yeah. baby. I mean, he has had a couple of fussy moments, but ultimately, m- like, not very many. I a only, very manageable amount of fuss. I so. only have our children and the other children I've been in contact with to gauge it, his yeah. level. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty quiet, baby. Now, we'll see, because I guess the real test is when we're trying to have, like, a life group discussion. Because I that seems to be bring fine. that seems to bring out the fussiness in babies. It's like, oh, hey, parents, you're trying to actually think about something. Yeah. I I'm going to pick this moment. Than you. <laughs> no, I like seriously. I think he's going to be fine because, and this is just a parenting pro tip from a couple of seasoned vets here. Uh, this is hard, by the way. Parenting is like a difficult <laughs> task. So this is not professional advice. But we have. Not been quiet. No, in, in our in our family, in our no. life, in anything, our children. I've often had this this thought, like, what was the, what was that movie that had John Krasinski and Emily Blunt in it, uh, where they like they had to be really quiet. It was like a horror movie. Oh, I don't. Hide and you're seek. You're asking I don't the remember. wrong person. You right got now. listener. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. And the whole point of it was to be quiet because if you didn't, then these these monsters that had no eyes but could hear oh yikes. everything. They had like um, daredevil level hearing. Bird box. I, bird box was exactly where I went. <laughs> but it's not bird box. That's the that's the Sandra Bullock flick, which is actually not really bad. We'll talk about that on a different I hate episode. It. I, know, I, I know hated it's, that movie. That's a hot take, Boo, right? No. <laughs> hey, my phrase for 2021 is not for me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Not that is trash. Definitely not for not me. For me. Um, but anyway, so I, I think about that movie and I'm like, man, I've thought about just with our, our kids, mm-hmm. the, the three as is, I'm like, they would all, we'd all be dead. We would all be dead <laughs> in that movie. There's right. a scene, spoiler alert. There's a scene where she has a baby Oh, naturally. Yeah. And you gotta be quiet. <gasps> what? And I'm like, no, nope, 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 nope. The how, Mm-mm. how, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. and you know, 
it, it, a lot of stuff happens, but I think about that of like, we, we're the opposite of that. We're trying to let our kids just be kids. Yeah. Now, if it's too loud for you and I, we're like, hey, you got to get out of my house and go outside. I did tell one of them to please like shh and go away last night because he had been exceptionally fussy. Um, I think I ate something that did not agree with him. Yeah. And so um, he, it had been a little bit difficult to get him to sleep. And then one of the kids came in and was like yelling in his ear and trying to touch his face. And That's I'm like, different. No. That's different, right? Like, <laughs> Get out of here. If you guys are going to be out, you know, be in the living room and you're going to be running around, you're going to be mm-hmm. shooting Nerf darts, mm-hmm. whatever, that's mm-hmm. fine. Right. But yeah. when you enter somebody's personal bubble, nobody likes being having their ears screamed into. Yeah. Nobody yeah. likes that. Nobody likes having their face touched all the time. They do, they do touch his face a lot, which the pediatrician at the hospital was like, tell your kids not to kiss him and touch his face. And I was like, good I, luck with that. I can't, they I can't keep him. myself in check. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I tell myself it's fine that I do because, yeah. because he's getting so much of my like immunity. He's welcome. Yeah. You're doing him a favor. Yeah. Kissing his cute little cheeks. <laughs> Just me specifically. Yeah. Nobody and al- else. And also me as well. No. No. But anyway, not to bury the lead here, we're, we're being loud and you know, normal loud, not like everybody talk as loud as you possibly can. But if you think about it, like, like right now we're talking. And yeah, he's, he's, like he's sitting right there, so. uh, laying down right there. He's not sitting up like doing homework or anything. But yeah, um, if you think about it, when the baby is in your stomach, he's not in mine, when he's in your stomach, he's I'm surrounded aware. by like mm-hmm. all the, the amniotic fluid and fluid intensifies sound. I know there's a barrier and all that stuff because, you know, he's not like on the outside. Well, but it's been like a heartbeat and digestive sounds, which I wouldn't want to listen to. Those are to. Na- loud, nasty, gross, <laughs> gross. sounds. But like I've also, told people when you crack your knuckles underwater, mm-hmm. like people can hear that. Like it it, amp- the, it it amplifies sound and carries the waves a little bit further and louder. So welcome to the Church Nerd Science Podcast. Um, but he's already used to that. He's not the first child. So he's not used to things being quiet and whatever. No, yeah. He's used to loud things. And so when we had our first child, when we had Caleb, I told you, Anna, I said, this kid's coming into our life. Mm-hmm. We're not coming into his. Mm-hmm. And we were immediately humbled. Mm-hmm. And our lives changed. I recall this. But yes. now it's, it is different. Well, I can get closer to that phrase because he legitimately is coming into this life where... Because a lot of things are out of our control. Yes. And when stuff is in control, then, you know, it's different. But, like, I definitely remember the padding and trying to shush. Oh, my gosh. And, like, leave like a ninja because that kid did not, like, any little noise would wake him up. Anything. And this is just different. And I do think it it has to do with it's just never been quiet. Yeah. Never, ever. So, um, obviously, we say all that to say this. Um, we want your parenting tips. We want to know how you would raise our kid. Or how you have raised yours. Um, but you I, can't. He's he's mine. He's, we'll, he's we'll our talk. kid. Don't, that's just the water heater. Don't, don't worry about that. <laughs> but seriously, hit us up on the Twitterverse, at ChurchNerdsLTN. We want to know, what are some parenting tips that you have found that work with your kids? They might work with other kids. But while you're doing that, you've got your phone out, you're doing whatever on your internet device. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, please don't go anywhere because we are going to be talking today about things that are better together, specifically from a video game or gaming standpoint. And then also in our second major segment, we're going to be talking about it from a Christian worldview 
look. View is already a word for looking, so I don't know why I continue on with that. Lens. There we go. But we'll be back with more of the Church Nerds podcast right here, so don't you move. This week in nerdy news, this is LTNN. First up, we got a couple casting announcements. According to Deadline, Tony Revolori is in talks to play one of the lead characters in Disney Plus's upcoming series, Willow. Revolori is known for his roles as Flash Thompson in Spider-Man and Zero in the Grand Budapest Hotel. And Kevin Hart has been cast in Lion Gate's upcoming live-action adaptation of the video game series, Borderlands. He will play Roland, a former Crimson Lance member and veteran fighter. I have never played Borderlands, but I will watch anything with Kevin Hart in it. Disney has also cast Luke Evans in their upcoming live-action adaptation of Pinocchio. He will play the coachman who ferries Pinocchio and the other kids to the island where they're transformed into donkeys. Uh, do, do I need to be the one to say, do we really need another live adaptation of, of Pinocchio? Didn't Jonathan Taylor Thomas do enough for us? In a conversation with Entertainment Weekly, Robert Kirkman shared an update about the adaptation of his comic series, Invincible. He said that the live-action Invincible movie is still, quote-unquote, very much in development and exists separately from the upcoming Amazon Studios animated series based on the same material. Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg are attached to the Invincible film. Just in case you haven't heard, HBO Max has finally announced the release date of Zack Snyder's The Justice League. The trailer shows an unearthed reel and rubble and wreckage. The Justice League Snyder Cut premieres on March 18th on HBO Max, and unlike was previously reported, will not be released in four one-hour chunks, but one long four-hour movie. Whew, and you thought you had to hold your pee for a long time during Endgame. And lastly, if you've been watching WandaVision, then one of the things that you probably enjoy about those early episodes are the fake commercials describing fake products. Well, one of those products is a little more real than you may realize. As seen during the in-episode spot of episode two of the series, the Strucker watch is a very real thing, and you don't even need to go to Westview to snag one for yourself. The gold tone watch features a familiar Strucker name on the face with Hydra 1000 below in green and a tiny Hydra symbol, too. You can purchase this watch for $19.90 at Hot Topic, because you know what they say, a man is never fully dressed without two important accessories, his special lady and his strucker. That was This Week in Nerdy News. I'm Radio Matt, and this is LTNN. there and welcome back to church nerds right here on ltn radio the live 365 app spotify apple podcast lovelinenerd.com slash church nerds really wherever it is that you find us thank you so much for hanging out with us once again my name is bubba i'm joined with my wife anna and today we're going to be talking a little bit about things that are better together 
Jack Johnson. I wanted so bad to play that song, but I can't just do the small portion of it. Mm-hmm. I need to hear the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Fun fact: that was our. Uh, That's our slow jam. First dance. Yeah, Yeah, that was our song. Absolutely. When we had a song and we were cute like that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) We we don't have any of that anymore. It's true. Uh, We were actually just talking the other day about how bad we are at dates. We are. Without even blaming COVID. Nope. We're just bad at it. We're bad at it. We always were bad at it. This never, is like a date. Never were we good at kind of. It kind of is. Yeah. You're welcome. I even made you coffee. How about that? (laughs) You did. I brewed it. You. You made it frou-frou. You did all the other stuff to it. I poured some cream in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, this week we are talking about all those things, and I want to kind of talk a little bit in this part of the show about what it looks like from a gaming perspective, because that's a major perspective that I have. I Mm -hmm. fully understand gaming together and how it can be good and beneficial Mm -hmm. And if done improperly, how it can be done bad and make you want to, I don't know, uninstall the game or throw your (laughs) Xbox into a lake or anything like that. So the major question here is, how do we get the most out of our time gaming? Because it is going to be time away from any other thing that we could be doing. You could be mowing the grass. You could be, you know, honestly spending time with your wife or your family or whatever. So when we're here and when we're gaming... How do we do it intentionally so that it's not a drain and a draw on us, but it's actually a life-giving act? A thing that we can find beauty and glory and all sorts of stuff in, even maybe if we don't share a Christian worldview. Like, how do we get the most out of our time gaming? And the concept we want to drive home here is that there are intended environments for certain types of games. So, like, for instance, I was talking about Fortnite earlier. Mm-hmm. Ah, there are a lot of Fortnite analogies in this section and really just in my life in general right now. I don't know anything about Fortnite, except I think there's a, a llama pinata somehow involved. There is a llama pinata. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good loot. If you can get the llama, get the llama. It's usually bait. <laughs> so that's not what we're talking about. Um, so anyway, like Fortnite or even Call of Duty, games like Rocket League, World of Warcraft, League of Legends, like these kinds of squad-based games, they're designed to be played with a very close group of friends all working together to accomplish the same basic set of goals, preferably either in the same room or over voice chat. Now, caveat. So generally works better like with people that you know than with randos. Yes. And we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. Caveat, these games do have matchmaking. They have all sorts of stuff. Matchmaking? Matchmaker, matchmaker. No, just kidding. Stop. You know that. You, I can't help but follow the bunny trail now. That that that's what? that song. <laughs> that song does not make me want to watch Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> it makes me want to watch Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, there I is a there is a point in I've the show only where seen he's seen that movie one time. In the movie, he's he's trying on different faces uh-huh. and. <laughs> He, he gets the matchmaker, matchmaker. Like, he, he starts singing that. Robin Williams. Anyway, okay. um, yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire, not a sponsor. Wouldn't that be the weirdest thing? Like, if we were sponsored by movies that don't even have marketing anymore? Like, they're so uh, old. Wait, do movies sponsor people? I don't. Yeah, absolutely. They, they do. Okay. Yeah. So, like, when Tenet and stuff came out, mm. it was sponsoring a lot of stuff. Anyway. see. Doesn't okay. matter. Um, these, these things are, they're designed to be played like with people, period. But mm-hmm. they're 
better, their best version of themselves is when you play with a squad or a team of people you know and are working towards the same goal. Mm -hmm. So here's a shameless plug. If you don't have a place to do that, lovethynerd.com slash discord. Discord is a wonderful place to connect with our community specifically, but other communities as well. If if you have the, you know, their servers and addresses and stuff. But we get together and we play games all the time. If we're ever playing Destiny or Fortnite or Call of Duty or whatever, we hop into a voice chat in our server and it's people that we know and we love and we have invited to play the game with us. So that kind of is the best way to do that. These games and other games like them, like I said, can be played with randos or even as a single player game inside of a multiplayer environment. But I feel like the outcome is always the same thing. When someone asks you, like, how how do you feel about these games? Like, what's what's your opinion of them? The answer is usually one of the following things. I don't have any fun playing that game. Or, I only play that game when I have a group of friends to play with. Or, a game is just too toxic. And all three of those come from playing with people who you don't even like, basically, mm-hmm. in the first place. Mm-hmm. When I When I go into a lobby... And I'm talking to somebody and and they're talking about how they experience new game lobbies for the first time. When somebody tells me, oh, yeah, I just go through and mute everybody immediately. I'm like, Mm. oh, friend, this game's not fun to you, is it? You're not having a good time. Yeah. Because if you can't engage with with randoms, Mm -hmm. you're not having fun. Yeah. And if you're not playing with people that you know and you love and you care about, you're, you're definitely not having fun. You're going to reach a cap that we'll talk about here in just a second. But if you've played a squad-based game, um, then you know that we all basically have the same drive. I need to play with people that I already know and I already like in order to play this game and enjoy it and have fun, period. Because games are meant to be fun. If you're playing a game, (laughs) they're meant to be fun. I feel like I have played games that are not meant to be fun. Monopoly comes to mind monopoly is not a squad based <laughs> game so you know like these games are, are well, designed you used a very broad brush games are meant to be fun games in and of themselves this is a whole nother topic for a whole nother now? show but in in an, somebody <laughs> is having fun like the design of it is for somebody to gain enjoyment whether sadistic or otherwise from the play so but with these ones these squad based games you completely understand, if you've played them, what I'm trying to get across here. There are a few more things in life, very few actually, that are more frustrating than a rogue teammate. So what I mean by here is like somebody going off and doing their uh, their own thing. Because even in a team game, even in a team game, um, people have certain objectives that they are trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So... I have a line of quests in this massive game that we're all playing together. We're in Discord. We're playing the same map. We have we all want to win this battle royale in Fortnite. But I have a very specific set of quests that mm-hmm. are going to gain XP for me. Right. That you may not have. You may right. be further along in other things than I am or vice versa or I have, you know, a set of downloadable content that gives me access to a whole other range of quests that you don't have. So you can go rogue and go off and do that stuff. But I mean, if you're going to have your team specifically here in Fortnite, this is something that happened to me last night when I was playing with my brother. If you're going to have your team drop in on the butter shack in Fortnite, you absolutely have to tell them why. You got to have a good reason. Because even as we were dropping into that, 
and I had already mentioned it to Tim, he was like, why are we dropping here? This doesn't make sense. And I was like, oh, I have a quest I need to get done. And he goes, okay, good to know. Mm-hmm. If you can't communicate that to your teammates, um, then you're really in a world of hurt. You absolutely have to be able to tell them why. And here's the flip side. They need to care about the things that you need. And they also need to be able to weigh in on if that's going to, you know, push forward or hinder the collective team objective that you have. Right. Well, because, I mean, ultimately you're looking at uh, this idea that we find in scripture that's like um, considering the needs of others or considering others as better than ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. So if it's all about one person's quests all the time and if there's no give and take and it's always like, it's always, well, the butter shack for Bubba. And yeah. What's your butter such shack? And such Hashtag for Bubba. butter shack. I don't know what I don't even know what I'm saying. I don't know what a butter shack is. You need is. to decide in it your own like heart. It sounds like a place where you make butter. What your butter? It's at, butter shack is actually it's like also a restaurant. It's a shack where people get murdered. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's a it's a place in Fortnite that is a rundown. Um, so people almost, do get murdered. Almost Denny's. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> you get eliminated. Nobody gets murdered in Fortnite. <laughs> okay. Um, and you can also meet a guy called the Man Cake, Yikes. and he is a man with pancakes for a head. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, Fortnite is a Mm-hmm. Wonderful place to be. Sure. <laughs> All yeah. Anyway, but it it sounds like in the in like ideally, if you have a good balance, and if you probably if you love Jesus, you are gonna have, be more successful at Fortnite. Yeah, and I mean honestly, if you're listening to this and you are not a Christian, that's also fine because these are pretty universal concepts. To um, I don't know how to have friends. And also yeah, enjoy relationships things, in general. Yeah. Rela- you know, Christianity does not corner the market on relationships. It doesn't. What it does is it helps us to experience those relationships in better ways. Um, we have this conversation all the time in our house that you have to treat other people like they matter. So if I'm going in, even in a, as something as stupid as playing a video game with Fortnite, if I'm going in, and I'm like, hey, guys, I have these lists of objective objectives, and we're only going to do these. I don't really care. So if, if my needs would take the team and put them into a situation that's going to jeopardize the whole of the team, it's actually my responsibility not to do that. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily my responsibility to fight for that and for other people to convince me otherwise. You guys may have heard the phrase, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Like that's... That's exactly the concept that I'm trying to get across here. In a team game, it's about the team. You're gonna have a better you're gonna have a better game time when you play as a team. And I can tell you this. You are way more effective in those scenarios as a squad than you ever will be on your own. The other night, for instance, I think this was like two or three nights ago at the time of this recording, I'm sitting down, playing with my brother, playing with my niece, college age niece. And I'm playing with her boyfriend. So it's, we're a squad of four. As a squad of four, we were able to play six games. And we won five of those games. The game that we lost was because we were just yapping and gabbing about things that had nothing to do with the game. We weren't communicating as to who was in trouble or where fire was coming from or anything like that. We weren't communicating. We were legitimately just enjoying each other's company. And talking and hanging out. Yeah. Shocker. 
mm-hmm. were just experiencing community as it was meant to do. And we lost that game and we were like, oh, okay, that's why we lost. <laughs> and we were okay with the loss, but we sure. were like, hey, if we want to win, we know how to fix that. <laughs> right. And the very next game we came back and we won it again. And so like doing those things, working in that way will help us to be better at almost everything. This is a very stupid example. And I keep saying the word stupid because I think that games in and of, themse- in and of themselves are trivial. Like there are, there are bigger right. things in the world that are going on. So when I talk about the stupid games, I don't think games are stupid. I just, I'm talking in the grand scheme of no, things. I think trivi- trivial is a Trivial is a, a better word. word. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So something like, as trivial mm-hmm. as a video game can help us to understand how to experience things outside of this digital realm in well, real life. Ideally, it's like it's a, sim- a simulation, you know. Absolutely. Relationships. Well, I think even like I like to play, <laughs> I like to play games solo. Yes, you do. Um, playing, we have talked about this many times before, playing with other people online actually kind of scares me. We played Among Us over Christmas and that was very difficult for me. Yes, it was. Um, A, because of the type of game that it is and B, because it's just with other people and I just feel like shy about it. But um, even like Animal Crossing, for example, yeah. is meant to be a game that can be played and be really fun by yourself, but it also can be played in a more community type of way, which I have, I, we played by ourselves for a very long time because we could not visit other people's islands because of internet legitimately issues. could yeah, not could, couldn't yeah. and people couldn't come see us unless in they the were pandemic like, unless we were couch a, co-oping in in the pandemic like at the the zenith of this pandemic we were literally on an island by ourselves. in animal crossing <laughs> couldn't go anywhere um well those issues are fixed um, I did relaunch the island. I yep. restarted the island. Lost style, yeah. But I, honestly, it was interesting because as much as we talked about like oh, the kids being on the island and they leave stuff everywhere like they do in real life and they just chop down trees and like they... It's very true. Nene started putting a path in this weird spot. I'm like, you have to go back and clean that up. <laughs> <laughs> That's You're ruining my rating. But... Um, trying to progress the game even by myself without like any family members and without going to other people's islands and stuff is it just is slow. Difficult. It's very, very slow because like I'm trying to make a, an awesome kitchen. And when there were like you were playing and the kids were playing and all of this stuff, yeah. every time somebody would find an awesome kitchen thing, they would gift it, gift it, gift it, gift it because they knew that I wanted yeah. a kitchen. Yeah. And it like it was so easy to make an awesome. Ki- uh, my house was way cooler. It was great. Before my yeah. relaunch. And this time it's like painstaking to try to find kitchen things yeah. on my own or whatever. So like Nene is a started playing again because we kind of lifted the ban yep she's already left me a whole bunch of kitchen stuff <laughs> like i'm i haven't even been on but i see all this stuff laying around my house it's like oh there's a tea kettle yeah. and any little thing she's like oh, mom for your kitchen mommy for your kitchen um but like there's an animal crossing server yep. on discord yep. where you can trade things or find tips or instructions on how to do things and you know people will open their gates and have parties with 
goodie bags and all kinds of stuff that is like a whole different world than the solo play version. And it's not that you can't play solo because you can and mm -hmm. it's fun, but it's definitely enhanced by like yes. if you're willing to get out there and go visit an island. So that is a good a good segue here to the, the closer of this segment here. You Solo gaming is okay. Mm -hmm. It's 100% okay. Um, I will tell you that I have won zero solo games in Fortnite or Call of Duty or otherwise. Like I'm, I'm just not very good at it. I, th I feel like I get lucky or used to get lucky when I was playing Rocket League. Mm -hmm. But because my skill level was higher in Rocket League sure. than it is ever. But even when you do play with random people a lot, you tend to like... You tend to find a little team of people who just mesh together, and then yeah, you, you ride that you as keep long the lobby, as you keep can. Keep the lobby, yeah. <laughs> yes. Play again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean, like, here's the deal: it's when you play with people that you know and you like at the very least, and you have chemistry with. The, I think that's the major difference between being able to go and play seven games without you know breaking a sweat in Fortnite. And like getting off because it's 2.30 in the morning and your wife really would like for you to come to bed. Who are you talking about? It's, I it's a hypothetical. Just... Yeah, I, mean, I read it on the internet somewhere. <laughs> um, it's the difference between playing seven games and like saying, I got to go because I got to go. <laughs> and playing with playing one or two games and going, I don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, not having fun, not having fun. So we talked about you know, solo gaming. You talk about Animal Crossing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, multiplayer games, that's not the only games that exist. There are definitive solo single-player experiences. This The single-player genre is very popular, and it yields the deepest stories that you're going to get out right. of any experience. Yeah. So games like Zelda Breath of the Wild. Because nobody wants to do that much reading in community. No, no. When I'm playing a game, I played... Paper Mario. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's a single-player game, and I'm streaming it live on Twitch. And I started out doing voices and all sorts of stuff, and it probably was 10 minutes in. I was like, skip, skip, <laughs> skip, you know. So, like, these games have deep, you know, experiences. Like I was saying, games like Zelda Breath of the Wild and the Nintendo Switch, God of War on PlayStation, and really countless others that are in that same exact vein. They're usually the ones that win Game of the Year. Right. These are the ones that are just the most rich, like chock full. Because on a creative level. Oh, yeah. It's a sandbox. Uh, yeah. And I mean, they took a lot of work yeah. to make. And they're cathartic. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of times you can, especially now with new consoles, you can just stop playing at mm -hmm. any point. You don't have to wait till you get to a safe point. Yeah. If you honestly, if you have an Xbox Series X or a PlayStation 5 or a Nintendo Switch, you can literally just stop playing the game and quick resume will pick up right there wherever you were, mm -hmm. um, which is really great. Like, I appreciate that. You know, so a little bit of solitude in gaming can actually be a good thing. Sometimes moving at your own pace is necessary for mm -hmm. the progression of your mental health. Yep. Um, even in these multiplayer games, there is a margin for solo play. Um, so sometimes even I'll just load up a game and I'll just knock out some bounties or some quests or really things that I don't want to bother my friends with or my gaming group or whatever. I don't want to bother them with that. I'd rather spend my time with them doing things that benefit us as a group mm -hmm. rather than just them watching me 
collect resources in Destiny 2, which nobody wants to do. Um, so because it's not all about me having the best time playing games, I want them to have a good time playing as well. This is a symbiotic relationship that we have. I want you to play more games with me so that I enjoy playing more games because I like playing games with you. So there is a little bit of a give and take. I don't play selfishly. I do the things that I need to do on my own time. When I'm playing with other people, unless they're like, hey man, I have those quests too, or hey, that's actually, you could do that by yourself, but it's gonna be easier if I do it with you, like that kind of stuff, then they'll hop in and we'll play together. But I really want them to have just as good a time playing games as I do. And that's the beauty of community gaming. And to me, I think that that's how you have the best experience possible when playing games. We're going to go ahead and take a short break, but stay put because we're going to be right back with a look from a different perspective, a church culture, Christian worldview, right here on the Church Nerds Podcast. We here at LTN Radio know that not everybody is nerdy in the same ways. You might find yourself in a situation where you hear a word or phrase that you've never seen before and have no idea what it means. Well, have no fear. We're here to help. Today's term is Arkham. No, not the Arkham that you might recognize from Gotham and Batman, nor the video game series based on the same thing. No, we're talking about the fictional city of Arkham situated in Massachusetts, an integral part of the Lovecraft country setting created by H.P. Lovecraft. Arkham is featured in many of his stories and those of the other Cthulhu mythos writers. Arkham is the home of Miskatonic University, which features prominently in many of Lovecraft's works. The institution finances the expeditions in the novellas At the Mountains of Madness and The Shadow Out of Time. Walter Gilman of The Dreams in the Witch House attends classes at the university, and other notable institutions in Arkham are the Arkham Historical Society and the Arkham Sanitarium, which many believe to be the inspiration for Arkham Asylum in the Batman canon. The inspiration for Arkham appears to be, in fact, Salem, Massachusetts, its reputation for the occult appearing to one who dabbles in the weird tale. Arkham's most notable characteristics are its gambrel roofs and the dark legends that have surrounded the city for centuries. The disappearance of children at May Eve and other bad doings are accepted as a part of life for the poorer citizens of the city. Which again, also kind of sounds like Gotham. Jeez, Batman, get your own stuff. I'm Radio Mad, and I hope I've made your life just a little bit nerdier. Round two, fight. Welcome back to Church Nerds, and if you're just now tuning in on LTN Radio, the Live 365 app, or really wherever, Spotify, iTunes, iTunes, is it iTunes, Apple Podcasts, I think it is now, Google Podcasts, everybody changes all of the things, and I hate it. Um, we are here and we're talking about togetherness, um, how things are better together. Last segment, we talked about gaming from a togetherness standpoint mm -hmm. and how it can be enhanced, but also the need for solo play sometimes. And now 
we're going to kind of turn the corner a little bit and talk about it from a Christian worldview and how yes. we is supposed to be together. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Anna, you did a lot of legwork on this part. Why don't you go ahead and kick uh, us off here? Yep. So, leaning into the spiritual side of things here, um, as far as like togetherness versus solitude, I think that we definitely see like Jesus setting an example of making sure that we have a balance between solitude and being together. Because, I mean, that dude leaned hard into community, but also, I mean, solitude was a very consistent, um, you know, thing that he had that he would he would go by himself to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was almost a daily, you know, kind of thing that he would do. So, obviously, we're not trying to say that every single moment of your life or every season of your life has to be, you know, chock full of like people, 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 and to never be able to recharge, especially, especially if you're an introvert. Um, we get it, but we cannot like in good conscience truthfully say that we're following Jesus if we have not cultivated community right around us. Um, I was, you know, going through to just like, just trying to look for verses about community and friends. The New Testament is just Chock like full, s- s- so full. Its of, cup runneth over. Like togetherness versus there. We need people. We need people. And we need, like, the church. We have to function together. We cannot be autonomous. We cannot be just winging it. And, like, lone wolf Christianity is not a thing that exists, really. Um, I think, and we're going to talk about it a little, there are certain seasons where we have to go through stuff alone. But the vast majority, that should not be, like, the main identifier of your walk as a, as a Christian. It just can't be. Um, I think like about missionaries and stuff when we're talking about sometimes having to go it alone. Yeah. Um, like this last year of school when we were talking about like different cultures and, um, missionaries throughout like the ages and how people were going to China and like, places where people weren't really allowed to talk about the fact that they followed Jesus. And to this day, there are places where you, you can't, you can't can't talk about that stuff. And there are still missionaries going there and trying to like find a way to make disciples in those areas. But it is a very lonely job because they can't just like have a church and yeah. do life group and roast hot dogs together or whatever it is that they're doing. Um, but most people who are listening to this podcast are um, not not those people. Yeah. And if you are one of those people and you're listening to this podcast, hey, <laughs> way to go. Yeah. I don't know how you accomplished I just, that. I, it, I, I will say this right now. Again, we did the shameless plug in the, the previous one. If you need a community of people please reach out to us. Just visit lovethynerd.com and read some of the articles. You can also head on over to our Facebook page. Just search for Love Thy Nerd. 
You're going to see the page. You're also going to see the community, Love That Nerd community. Join that. And also, like I said before, hit us up in Discord. You can also send me an email directly, bubba at lovethynerd.com, and we'll get you engaged and, and set up. Because we do understand. We're not a church. Love Thy Nerd is not a church. That's not what we do. Churches serve very specific purposes. They have organizational mm-hmm. things that they do. I, I, I get it. I get mm-hmm. it. We're not a church. But for some people, they see us as their their church. And when they mean what they yeah. say community yeah that's what they're trying to say we are their christian community Mm -hmm. and if you say that we're your church i i'm not offended by that term i'm not going to try and overcorrect you or anything like that but just know that i i do understand what it is that you're saying when you say that um and we appreciate that you see us as that we want to be that for people we want to create community for them so it's important to know that you have to have that Mm mm-hmm well, and I think what we're trying to say is that it's really important not t- it's it's important that we don't choose to go solo when there is support and a body available to us. Yeah. Um, because I mean it's just it's really important. And now this next part is going to be a little bit touchy because <sighs> I don't know. So there is always this sort of like tug and pull between like IRL and then like having an actual physical brick and mortar like place that you can go for church. And I hate to like pit those things against each other because I don't consider like virtual online community to not be IRL. Like because in real life. It is still real, real life. Real. It is still it's real life. It's real. Yeah. It is real. But having said that, um, in all honesty, there's a bunch of stuff that a local group of people can do for you. That people online just cannot because they aren't there. They aren't there. Things like um, handling a flat tire for someone when they're on the side of the road trying to get to a (laughs) C-section and have major abdominal surgery. How did we not talk about that? Um, So just in general, the last four weeks of our life has been very weird and hard. So two, like 10 days before PJ was born, my mom died. And we will talk about that later. Another time yeah. when I actually can talk about it. Yes. But like we were supposed to be in quarantine and like instead of doing that, like there were people over because they were taking care of us. Yeah. And, you know, like meals and <laughs> fried chicken and gift cards. So much and fried chicken. Just like. Yeah just being there and all these kinds of things. And we kind of limp through that because it was like, okay, I'm trying to process like grief and all these different things, but also like I'm about to have a baby. We are about to have a baby. And, um, and people are like, what do you need? We're there. We're there. We're there cleaning our house and all this stuff. There was literally nothing that we could have asked and Mm -hmm. did ask that did not get done. No, nothing. So, we're like, okay, we're now in baby mode. It's going to be fine. Yeah. We're going to do this. We've done this before. We know how to do this. Yeah, we're pros. We talked about that I at mean, the top of the like, show. This planned C-section, it's pretty straightforward, right? Yep. Um, Get in the car. And all of a sudden, like we had been through some construction mm-hmm. and we picked up a screw in the tire. Sure did. On the way. And all of a sudden, we're on the side of the road. And 
with a flat tire. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. On our way to um, the C-section. So call the hospital and they're like, it's okay. You have time. We told you to come in a little bit early. <laughs> it's fine. And we're just at this point looking at each other and laughing. Laughing. Because there's just really nothing else to be done. Um, I mean, we talk to people and I'm like, they are checking in on me and being like, we're praying for you today. And I'm like, good, please yeah. keep it up because Thanks. this is what's happening. Yeah. And they're Next like, time, pray oh, over no. the tires. Yeah. oh no, what? Okay. And like at that point are poised and ready to take care of us again. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> you put on the flat or the, the spare tire. I will tell you, I changed that tire in record time. Fat, I felt we like a- would have had plenty of time still. One man pit crew. Um, Spares flat. Yep. And so then we're quite literally stranded on the side of the road. And I'm supposed to be like prepping for surgery in 45 minutes. And (laughs) we're like, it's, it's. Yeah. Prepping for surgery in 45 minutes. We're still over an hour outside of our destination. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So like people, my sister-in-law came to get us and brought us to the hospital. And while we were at the hospital, our community, mm-hmm. like Activated. our local community, they were like picking up our car, getting our tire changed and um, like handling it. Like literally they just came to the hospital later and dropped off the keys and were like, here you go. The car is handled. The car had been cleaned. Yeah. Um. The time frame is the thing that blows me away the most. So we, we're, we're broken down on the side of the road, flat tire at 830, somewhere in that in that vicinity. No, because we were supposed to be there at 8. Oh, so, so okay. So it was like 7, so, 715 okay, in seven, the morning. We'll say, we'll say 715. Um, we're broken down on the side of the road. We still make it in time with time. So that mm-hmm. Anna, you're scheduled for a 10:30 C-section, I think is what it was. Yeah. So we like get there that. at about 8:30, 9 o'clock, somewhere in that time. Yeah, somewhere that time fine timeline. We get there, and from that moment until you were wheeled into uh, recovery room, mm-hmm. uh, which is really just a curtain, but wheeled, in, wheeled <laughs> into recovery room at noon, almost noon on the dot. I get a I get a text that says. Hey, your your tire is replaced. Your car is in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. That was the time frame. If you guys have ever attempted to go on your own, just to like your local tire shop or whatever, and get a get a tire replaced, sometimes you wait longer than that just to be seen. Yeah. Let alone and have it driven an and hour. repaired an yeah. hour and a half away. Yeah. So mind blow. Yeah. Absolute mind blow. For sure. All that to say. Like these are our local people and um, they're (laughs) awesome. And it's not that our online people didn't do anything for us because they have. Oh my gosh. And we love them. Oh my gosh. And we love them. Like online people have sent us gifts and messages and money and all kinds of different things and encouraged us and are praying for us. But they're not the ones who could change a tire. They want, hey, they wanted to though. Absolutely. Like I, sure. those of you that contacted us during the time, during the time frame of, we'll just say 2021, you know, the, the first couple of weeks, you know, January in general of 2021 that said, Hey, what can we do? How can we love you? What do you need? Mm-hmm. Like we had those relationships with people online that were just as close as people in relationships right. that we have here 
emotional. Locally. Heart to heart, yes. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, for us, for me, I'm, I, I feel very strongly, and I know that this is touchy, because not everybody does have a, a local group of people. Yeah. I just still encourage you to try to find it, because... We just can't do the same things for each other a hundred miles away. Sometimes the needs are very tangible. Right. Very tangible. Um, and having said that, we also know that not every single second of church in a local body or even an online community, but local bodies are especially sometimes tumultuous to deal yeah. with. Hey. That not every single second is magic. Um, like nope. my little pony friendship is magic and all of this stuff. Hey, like they have their, their squabbles. Too. They do. Yeah. Um, man, sometimes like we have been the walking wounded. Oh yeah. Where we felt like we'd been stabbed in the back by our local body. Mm-hmm. That has happened. That has happened recently. Yep. Um, but we also are like, we can bear witness and tell you about how much of that stuff ceases to matter in a life and death you know kind of literally yes because that's the two things that we have been dealing with over the last few weeks is life new life and death that i had not thought about that until you said it but it's it's that that's comical um that we literally life and death situations yes so um we 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 know but try to try to work through it because i feel like you know how family is just crazy. And in family, you have legality and blood and things that bind you together. <laughs> and you have to work through some stuff yeah. that we don't have a lot of times with our church. But it's still so important to try to work through those things. I made a Facebook post about this, but I was like, you know, like in a three-legged race, <laughs> sometimes you're tripping over each other. Oh, absolutely. Um, there are some rough moments. But man, when you can get in stride is amazing. Yeah. And that sometimes we're going to end up with a broken leg and we're just going to have to be carried on. Yeah. And it's important to have partners when that happens. So um, there is a passage in Ecclesiastes. It's one of my absolute favorite passages about community. Um, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12 says, two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other person can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two can stand back to back and conquer like your turtle turtle formation. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Um. I kind of feel bummed out because <laughs> because a lot of times people use this passage as like if you look for plaques and stuff they're all wedding y and it's like usually this couple on a beach with yeah, like a cord of wedding three strands dress. is not easily uh, broken. Marriage kind of hijacked yeah. <laughs> this verse Give it back. in our culture when I'm like yeah marriage cool um it's not just about marriage though it can't just be about marriage because there's a third strand and people are like oh the third strand is god and i'm like it's not though (laughs) (laughs) it's not it's it's talking about like the more man the more fibers you have in in a rope the stronger it's going to be 
it's not like the third strand. It's because this is about physical situations that you come in contact with and not to say that God doesn't affect right. our physical surroundings. Um, God's people are the one who changed our flat tire. Oh, absolutely. So, like the Lord is working through them, but I think we're talking about physical people in our lives here. Um, and this is not just a marriage illustration or analogy. This is talking about like have have people. We need people. Yeah, and I think that that shows the beauty of Scripture is that not to just proof text or take it out of context and and make it mean what we we want it to mean, but that you know the Bible is is living and active, and so to read this passage in this context and say, yeah, this is obviously this is what it means. It's not just for marriage, but I think it also can work for marriage. You it know, can. if you want to think of a it literal can. three stranded rope. I would want more than three strands in a rope, if I'm being real. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, it's it's good to be able to look at this and, and to see it just in, in context, not just this scripture, but the whole, you know, the totality of what it is that we're trying to to get across here, this, this topic of togetherness. You just, you have to. You have to have community. And if you struggle with community, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I do know what to tell you. You have to, like you have to have it. We have seen people with Love Thy Nerd that have found community here that they couldn't find anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And I want to encourage you, if you know somebody like that, or if you are a first time listener, this is your first time with us, or you've been a long time lurker, engage, lean into it. It's important that you have this community. And we will also say, we have not always been good at community. Like, I think throughout Speak for throughout all of this, people have talked about our family and our life group and how we're good at loving people and all these things. And every time I've heard people say that, I want to be like, it's really important to me that you understand that we didn't just know that uh-uh. stuff. We learned it. We learned it from people who are way better at loving people than we are. Yeah. And um, they have some names. I don't. I don't know if they listen to the podcast. I know they have listened to some of it, but some friends of ours who like we were in their life group and they taught us to love people really well. And everything um, we know about community is plagiarized. Exactly. And, and we were talking about this and we were like, for a long time, we were in their community just consuming. Oh yeah. Um, but you, that's the whole thing about discipleship is you it always starts at a consumer level. You yep. have to go into it as a consumer. You have nothing to offer the situation. That is just a part of it. <laughs> but eventually you ha- you work past being a consumer mm-hmm. into like being the one who just shows up and takes someone's kids because suddenly tragedy has struck. Absolutely. Um, and so anyway, that's all. That's all I <laughs> What I you have. can think you can think about all these things and you can think about the concepts and all that stuff it really boils down to this if you're asking yourself or you're still struggling with it anybody will tell you that as a christian and if you're not a christian here's a peek behind the curtain as a christian you belong to what's known as the family of god that in and of itself is a communal unit it just is even if you wanted to boil it down to well i just you know i'm I don't like the church and I just have, a, it's just Jesus and I. That's still more than just you. Like the idea is strength in numbers. 
The idea is bring other people, like-minded individuals that are going to help you become the better version of yourself, not the version of yourself that you are, because if you think that you're the best, that you're, you, you haven't peaked yet, friend, you just have not peaked. God is always calling us to become better versions of ourselves, And I truly believe that with the right group of people, we can accomplish that goal. So here at Church Nerds, we encourage you to get into a community of like-minded individuals, not an echo chamber, which we've talked about before, but a community of encouraging like-minded individuals that spur you on towards greatness, that build you up, and don't break you down. And we believe that here at Love Thy Nerd, we've created a space for you to do that. And even if you do have a local body, we'd love for you to come and be a part of our community, whether you're a Christian or not. We pride ourselves on trying to create a space that regardless of race or creed or religion or any other delineating factor, that people can come together under the common banner of nerd and be safe and hang out. And we as Christians will show you the love of Jesus just by you hanging out and being there with us. So all that to say, we're going to take a short break, uh, but don't go anywhere because when we come back, we're going to give you our Church Nerds memory verse and also our nerdy recommendation right here on the Church Nerds podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So the nerd world has been abuzz lately with an infatuation with a character from the upcoming Resident Evil video game, Resident Evil Village. And that character is Lady Denmishu Why we're just going to call her the Tall Lady. And there's not a lot we know about her yet. We know she's got some weird daughters and that she is a nine foot six vampiric monstery lady that dresses like a Southern belle. But the nerd world is hardcore infatuated with this person and the game's like nowhere near out. And we've only got like maybe three minutes tops of video game footage. And only a little bit of that includes her, but like, the internet is flooded with fan art, with cosplayers, and I'm talking from like professional cosplayers to people that literally live down the street from me, where people are just, they dig the aesthetic of this character, and even though they don't know the storyline, they don't know much about the game, they don't know much about who she is, they are hardcore invested. And, you know, sometimes we're guilty of that too, we'll invest before we've really checked out the full storyline or details of something in our lives. And we saw that this happened as well with disciples of Jesus in John 6. You know, Jesus had a lot more disciples, but then in John 6, Jesus gets around to verse 53 through 59 and he starts talking to them about eating his flesh and drinking his blood. And literally people got concerned and verse 60 says on hearing it many of his disciples said this is a hard teaching who can accept it and then even further down in verse 66 it says from this time many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him so all these people had signed on to follow jesus when they saw there was healing and miracles and all the cool stuff but when they got down further into who he really was and that there was going to be sacrifice and that it was going to be something deeper than just following around a guy who was doing big things, you know, 
they turned away. Yeah, what Jesus talked about sounded a little more like Resident Evil than, you know, just healing people. But the reality is, if we're going to truly follow Jesus, we need to know more about who he is and not just let it be superficial. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. Tiger Uppercut! Welcome back to Church Nerds, and to close out our show today, we've got a nerdy recommendation for you, and that is going to be a brand new Kickstarter from a first-time game developer. Um, I had the opportunity to get a review copy of this game. Um, We haven't played it yet, but I've looked at all the components, I've read all the things on it. It's hard because this is a game where you have to have several people, and we're kind of waiting to get those people together, Mm -hmm. but once we do... We were absolute. I was actually just talking with with Sean, my older brother, oh, about yeah. getting together and playing games, and so we're going to do that. COVID, man, what are you going to do? Which has totally ruins it. Well, I mean, having a baby right now too is like we're on. See almost nobody. Yeah, we got a couple more right weeks now. of that, and then we yep. can kind of start to yep. intro way up. Pediatrician recommendations. Speaking of recommendations, our nerdy recommendation this week is a game called Badland Wolves. Badland Wolves from first-time game developer Daniel Gorash. This game um, is. I'm going to read you the the synopsis here. In this card-driven st- strategy game, you and your friends make up the Badland Wolf Pack. The old alpha has died, so it's for every wolf, it's every wolf for themselves as you compete in the crowded new alpha of the Badlands. To gain the allegiance of the pack, players will lead and join dangerous hunts for scrap cards that will be used in battles for each other's loyalty tokens. The first wolf to capture enough loyalty tokens for the allegiance of the pack will win the game and be crowned alpha. So basically, it's like, it's cooptative. So you're kind of working together. Is that- that's not a word. It's it's as much a word as co-optional. Cooperative? Cooptative? Mm, yeah, so it's it's like co-op and also competitive. Oh, I got it. Yeah. I okay. You just thought I was an, I, a moron. That's which what it sounded like. It's not an unfounded claim. <laughs> you s- I make up, up words a, all you, the time. Yeah, but like some of the words you make up there are actually words for them. And so <laughs> or no, sometimes it sounds right. like you're making up a word, but you're just saying a word wrongly. <laughs> Sometimes my brain moves at the speed of smell, and I feel like it's it's a lot faster than that, but it's really slower. But this game, um, like I said, this game's going to play three to five players in about 30 minutes. Um, you you work together until you don't work together. It I feel... Oh, it's like Survivor. I feel like it's a lot it, kind of munchkin without a lot of the oh, backstabbing cards. Munchkin-y. You know what I mean? Like... No, hey, I don't want to play it anymore. Help me defeat this thing, and then we'll share the spoils and and all sorts uh-huh. of stuff. Um, I've already backed it. Um, Although I did, I have seen it, and visually, it's like, it beautiful. Looks cool. It's oh very, my gosh! Well, it's um, it makes me think of like beard oils and yes. like 
I don't know. It's kind of hipster looking. Um, it's very bespoke. So like wooden tokens and stuff like that. Mine came in a square tin. That's not how the the actual game's going to mm-hmm. come. But this is like the the artistic, you Looks know, like kind something of, you'd buy on Etsy. Yeah, absolutely. It does. <laughs> like even the cards were not in uh, like a, a case. Uh-huh. They were tied together with twine. Mm-hmm. And so he was doing a giveaway a while ago on his Facebook page. And it was like a handcrafted axe, like a hand axe. Uh, hatchet, that's what I was looking hatchet for. Hatchet or like... I'm outside a lot. Tomahawk I'm, I'm, I'm a woodsy thing. guy. Um, with like special leather that he like hand stitched and Ooh. chose. And it's a very like special leather and like a, a pocket knife and like all these things. So he understands outdoorsy things. Okay. And was able to take his understanding of like wolves and how packs run and stuff like that and bring it into like an enjoyable digestible card game Mm -hmm. for three to five players that plays very quick. A 30 minute game. I'm here for that. Yeah. I'm so here for that. I just got a bunch of long form games. Yes, you did. And more on the way. You did. So a 30, (laughs) come on now. So a 30 minute game I'm here for. So go check that out. That's Badland Wolves, Badland, all one word, Wolves on Kickstarter, Kickstarter kickstarter.com. So if you've never done Kickstarter before, what a ride. What an absolute ride Kickstarter is. You want to you want to feel like it's Christmas year round? Go back some <laughs> Kickstarters. Cuz you'll back things and then they'll show up. Oh, and it's just I love it. Well, I have a memory verse for everyone. Church nerd memory verse this week is John 13:35, which is probably pretty familiar to you in the NIV. Uh, and this is Jesus. This is a red letter, red letter verse, everyone. So it's important. Yeah. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. If you have love. Nope. Start over. I'm going to give you another shot at this. <laughs> I can read. I can do this. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. If you love one another. There we go. Yeah, that's a lot Set better. Up. This one gets you the piece of candy. Mm, but I I looked it up in the NLT and I really like the way because it's just a little bit different. And sometimes I take things more seriously if they aren't just always the same way I've heard them before. Right. So this is a different way to, to hear it. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Aww. And I like that. I like the NLT. We use it a lot when we were in youth ministry. And the way that I, the way that I explained uh, the NLT was that it's the closest thing to a coloring book that you can get as far as scripture is concerned. And that's not to diminish it, but it's like, it's it's easy to understand. You can digest it. So if you're new to reading scripture, um, I have to express, if you are new to reading scripture, check out the, NI, or the NLT, rather, the New Living Translation. I know. I mean, I like it. I think it's pretty solid. Uh, but there, there are some people out there, and that are very like you have to read this version of the Bible, and if you don't read this right. version of the Bible, so I just want to just express. I think that once you're you're pretty comfortable with Scripture, um, you can kind of peek out, and also if you're brand new with Scripture, it's easy to di- to digest the NLT. Mm-hmm. Um, does PG have something he wants to say? I don't know. I'm Do you want to bring him up? He's he's making lots of squeaky noises because he's kind of waking up. PJ, how you doing, bud? What do you got? Anything to say? Did you hear that? Yeah. (laughs) He's just breathing. (laughs) That's really all he does. He just like squeaks. 
He's about to lose he's it. Making, he's he's making some grimaces. Oh, this is oh, awesome well, podcast material we'll just, here. Um, start, uh, you know, wrapping it up, and maybe he'll interrupt you. Uh, we'll he see. absolutely will because it, he is a child of mine, and uh, this is just what they do. So. Well, hey, be sure to check us out online at lovethynerd.com for amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show and other podcasts and videos. And if you'd like to directly support our mission and become a financial supporter of Love Thy Nerd, please visit lovethynerd.com give. We are a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. I like to say that if those letters and numbers mean anything to you, then they do. And if they don't, they don't. That's completely okay. And don't forget that you can select Love Thy Nerd as your charity of choice on smile.amazon.com. Don't act like you don't shop on Amazon. Can you get like monthly subscription items through Smile? Yeah, I think so. Because I don't be, know. Like if you have a baby yourself and you subscribe for like diapers, then um, like that would be cool. Because I'll know, do some research. Monthly things. I will absolutely do some research. Um, but if you do that, if you go to smile.amazon.com and you shop through Amazon that way, choose Love Thy Nerd as your charity of choice, then what you can do is you are able to give back to us at no extra cost to you. We get a small kickback from that. Um, so thank you in advance and also thank you retrospectively for those of you that have done that. Uh, you can also find us on social media at Love Thy Nerd on all major platforms. And as always, right here on LTN Radio, if that's where you're listening to us, LTNOnAir.com or LTN Radio on the Live 365 app each and every Friday morning. Once again, I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And we'll catch you next week on another episode of Church Nerds. And as always, if no one else tells you this, just remember it's true. Jesus loves you, nerds.